Hey guys, welcome to the number 236 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards' fabulous, and I mean fabulous, wins over the Portland Trailblazers and the Minnesota Timberwolves, and preview their matchup tonight at home against the New York Knicks. Coming out of the All-Star break, we're going to talk about some stats and the article I did just right on chasesportsnews.com that was about the Washington Wizards and how well they are playing, because if you really look at the numbers, they're playing some really good basketball um, in this stretch. So we're going to break all of that down in this episode. Sorry we didn't have as many episodes. I was away for my birthday, so, you know, didn't really have time uh, to record a lot. Then it was the All-Star break, so we didn't miss that much uh, games, Wizards games, and then, of course, I got a big matchup tonight. So hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, and view, and let's not waste any time. Let's get this started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So I do want to start off this episode real quick before we do get into all those stats I was mentioning and all that, because it just came out the news that after waving uh, Will Barton, sending him into the buyout market, the Wizards have signed Jordan Goodwin to a multi-year contract. I just want to react to that real quick. The actual amount isn't exactly out yet, but it looks like his contract is uh, partially guaranteed through 2023-24 season. So this year, the next year, and then maybe a year after that. So um, yeah, congr- uh, congratulations to Jordan Goodwin. He's really played great for the Wizards this year, even though he really has kind of been getting less time since Kendrick Nunn came back. We don't know if Kendrick Nunn's going to re-sign this all season and all that. He's a very physical player who'll play really good defense for you. Kind of one of those nitty-gritty players. You need those kind of players on the team. And, um, yeah, he's just a, a, a great player. You know, I remember covering him here in the Summer League and the fact that we've been able to see him here grow from the Summer League to the G League and then to the NBA level, signing a multi-year deal with the Wizards. I'm not going to lie. He's maybe, you know, I think the first player we've ever seen do that here on the Wizard on uh, uh, Talk with Chase. So shout out to Jordan Goodwin and, and uh, can't wait to see him uh, continue to wear uh, those Washington Wizards colors. Over these next few seasons, I do want to talk about real quick though before the I do recap the Wizards Trailblazers game. The Wizards are playing amazing right now. If you want to hear more of this kind of stuff, and as I break down the team, chasesportsnews.com. And uh, real quick, I do want to advertise my show with Jacob Muncie, Matthew Heiserman, and Ryan Schlesinger. Sports for Kids, link in the description. We're doing a lot of great stuff over there. But some stats about the Wizards, again, also on that chasesportsnews.com article published today in the NBA section of the website. I was talking about some stats about the Wizards, and it's really insane. So when Daniel Gafford has started for the Wizards, the Wizards are 17-10. and 10 which is about a 63% winning percentage. What It was at 62.9% to be exact. So what is, do you know what a 62.9% winning percentage, if you had that across an 82-game season, do you know how many wins you'd get? 
probably don't. That's 52 wins, which usually gets you one of the top two to three seeds in the Eastern Conference. So when Daniel Gafford plays, they're one of the top teams in the East when Daniel Gafford starts. Just something to think about. The Wizards have had to deal with so many injuries with Kuzma, Beal, Porzingis. Their last 10 with those three on the court, they are 7-3. and three. Beal has been playing incredible for the Wizards over this over the stretch here real quick. And, uh, yeah, they are the Wizards have won 13 of their last 17 when Beal has been on the court. Just, you know, a little something to think about there. And uh, how about winning 4 out of 5 and 10 of 14 here over the stretch for the Washington Wizards? They've been playing terrific basketball. It has been absolutely amazing to see. They're winning games. And with a relatively easy schedule here in the final 24 games of the season, I could definitely see the Wizards going 14 and 10, maybe even 15 and 9, as long as they could stay healthy. Because this big three has been great. Avdi has been playing really well. Kisper can knock down shots. Monte Morris, a great assist to turnover ratio. There's just so much depth. And the Gafford and everybody, if you want to learn more about how the Wizards do it so well, again, link in the description to chasesportsnews.com. You could read the article there. But it's truly amazing what the Wizards have been able to do uh, over this recent stretch. And I think both of their wins against the Trailblazers and the Timberwolves, too. Uh, decent quality teams. Both of those wins described who the Wizards are playing, how the Wizards are playing as a team right now. And I know that sounds weird because let's start off here by recapping the uh, Wizards Trailblazers game. And I'm excuse me, the Wizards Timberwolves game. And then we'll talk about Wizards Trailblazers. And the Wizards blew them out. They won by 25. It was close game at half. Close game at half. Eight point game at halftime. However, excuse me, seven point game at halftime. However, you know, Yes, Dane played really well for the Trailblazers, but everyone else was really locked down. Yes, Anthony Simons did get hurt. He had 17 before going down. Dame's Dame. But the I think the whole point was let Dame be Dame and let no one else do anything. Shaden Sharp had the great dunk. Besides that, he was kind of quiet. I mean, if Cam Reddish is the team's if, – if if your opposing opponent has Cam Reddish as their second leading scorer, I'm sorry, Cam Reddish, I'm a big fan of him. You're not winning a basketball game if Cam Reddish is your second leading scorer. And that's kind of what the Wizards did. They play great defense. They were saying, all right, Dame, you could be Dame, sure. And then we're going to be Washington. And again, that's exactly what they did. It was a very well-played overall game. Beal's efficiency wasn't great, but he did his job. 19 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, plus eight. Just kind of there scoring. This is the day, as I predicted, where Kuzma kind of broke out. 33 points, nine rebounds, two assists, one block. 11 of 20, 6 of 10, 5 of 6 shooting splits. And then Porzingis, 28, 12, and 5. All of them had a plus, plus minus, had a positive plus minus on, on the um, – on the starters, and then most players on the bench as well. Kendrick Nunn had double digits um, in this matchup, and then he just had, you know, Denny didn't do much in this game, but play really good defense, and then you kept having these uh, these players that would just, you know, have a, have a little bit of points. You know, Kisper was five, Gibson was six, but when you have a 33-28 point per game score, and then Beal is your third leading scorer, you're usually going to win a game. The Wizards played terrific basketball throughout the entire game. It was just unbelievable to see. And it really showed that not only can they play defense, but they can also score offense. In fact, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but since January 19th, the Wizards have the best offense per 100 possessions in the NBA. Just something to think about. And then they have a really tough matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They go down 20 in the first quarter, end up being down 15 after one, and then eight after halftime, getting down 11 going into the fourth quarter. And I wasn't able to watch this game, but I don't worry. I followed it the entire time. I listened to it on the radio. This was one of those games where you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, maybe this is different. Maybe this team isn't just a, a ninth seed. 
you play the Timberwolves. They start off great. Anthony Edwards, yes, he was great, but he ended up being really shut down in that second half, shooting just 11 or 26 on the field, 3 of 10 from 3. They really started to give him tougher shots. Great, um, you know, kind of substitutions and a game plan switching, I guess I should call it, by West Hudson Jr. He really coached a great game in this matchup. Uh, Kuzma could have shot more efficient, but he had 16. Porzingis didn't really do much. He had 14. But this is the game where sometimes you do not regret paying Bradley Beal, the amount of money you're paying. 35 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals. 50% for the field, 50% from 3. Didn't miss a free throw. And came up with the biggest points of the game. The Wizards outscored the Timberwolves by 18 points in the fourth quarter. Holding them to 19. Well, holding a team to 19 points in a quarter is just and especially in offense like Minnesota's, just just not happen in today's NBA. Unless it's the Washington Wizards. They played incredible defense. Beal was just amazing. Kuzma knocked out a big shot, too. And then off the bench, three players with 10 points. DeLon Wright, Denny Avdia, and Corey Kispert. It was truly an incredible performance. They were able to come back. They never gave up. They kept staying in it. What an insane game this was to follow. And what an insane game it was for the Wizards. And it was really just amazing momentum going into the All-Star break. Now, I hope the All-Star break didn't stop that momentum because they do have a tough matchup tonight against the New York Knicks coming up in a little bit. I love seeing this on WashingtonWizards.com. The Wizards injury report. None. Literally, it says none. They have no injuries. They're finally healthy. We could really see what this potential has. Technically, Mitchell Robinson is listed on questionable as NBA.com, but on ESPN, he is listed as out, so he is out for this matchup, and so is Evan Fournier. Um, he is out for the matchup. Again, the Wizards have no injuries. The Wizards starting lineup, because of those no injuries, Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, because uh, it looks like Beal is going to be questionable, but definitely he is playing. Morris, Beal, um, Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford in the starting lineup. For the New York Knicks, without Mitchell Robinson, it's going to look like Jalen Brunson, Quinton Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, that big three right there. And then it looks like the backup setter is going to be Isaiah Hartenstein going against Daniel Gafford and Christoph Porzingis in the paint. That may or may not uh, be kind of a preview of what my uh, of my Coburn's catch is going to be. Um, well, anyway, uh, I have the Wizards taking a W here, one twenty to one fourteen, and starting off with my Coburn's catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game. Shockingly, guys, I know you can't believe it because of their pay play. The Wizards are displaying two very talented bigs in Christoph Porzingis and Daniel Gafford, who each play very. Uh, particular roles, in fact, I think complete opposite roles, but very important roles on the team. Again, learn more about that on the ChaseOfSportsNews.com article. And with Mitchell Robinson out, the Knicks just don't have rim protecting, and they're producing Isaiah Hartenstein to go against these two talented bigs. The Wizards have amazing guards and wings like Beal and Kuzma, and they're still going to have great games. But when you allow Porzingis to be able to get this many open opportunities, it's just it's not going to be a good night for the Knicks. Give me the Wizards to win their third straight game. Surprising statement, and I think Kendrick Nunn will have 15 points in this matchup. Nunn has been playing really well, as I mentioned in depth on my article on Chase's Sports News, and the Knicks' backup guards are Miles McBride and Emmanuel Quickly. In case you don't know who those guys are, very good offensive players. They're not great defenders. They're not the best defenders in the world. And Nunn's highest scoring game of the season, I may add, was when he came off the bench and put up 23 points against the Hawks. You want to know who Atlanta's backup guards were in that game? Aaron Holiday and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Not the best defenders, to say the least. He will take advantage of the lack of defense on the perimeter 
off the bench for the Knicks and have a career high in points as a part of the Wizards to help them secure a W. Spread time, Wizards are one-point favorites, over-under 227.5. I would pick the over. I have 234 points in my matchup, and I would pick the Wizards. In my spread, I would have Wizards as 2.5-point favorites with the over-under 231.5. Still would pick the Wizards, still would pick the over. Fantasy Outlook, I have Kristaps Porzingis getting 55 to 65 fantasy points. I have Jalen Brunson getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Bradley Beal also getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. And I have Julius Randle getting 35 to 45 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Knicks a 59.5% chance of winning is definitely off. The Wizards have won 4 out of 5 and 10 of their last 14 games, not to mention 13 in their last 17 without Beal. Now they have a home game coming off a tremendous momentum out of the All-Star break and are going against a Knicks team who is without their best rib protector, going against an amazing paint offense. I know that's a lot to comprehend. In short version, the Wizards should be favorites in this game, or at least close to it, more like a 50-50 chance. It's still The Knicks are still a good team, so it will be a good game, but at least 50-50, but definitely not 60-40 for either side. So I, I'd give this percentage a question mark. It's definitely off. And last, but as you know around here, certainly not least, who you got? I think Jalen Brunson will have a good game in this matchup and lead the Knicks in scoring. Since January 26, which was about a month ago, Brunson is averaging 31.5 points per game and 6 assists with 55-44-81 shooting splits. In this near one-month stretch, he has two games of 40 or more points and five with 30 or more. He is having a career year with the Knicks, averaging nearly 24 points per game this season. And I think he'll continue that sort of success tonight against the Wizards, putting up 32 points, seven assists, four rebounds, two steals, no blocks, 11 of 19, 57.8% field goal shooting, five of seven, 71.4% three-point shooting, and five of six, 83.5% free throw shooting. He'll have just two turnovers. He'll have a good game, but just not good enough to will his, to will his Knicks to a victory over my Washington Wizards win their third straight, 11 of 14, fifth of six. You can keep going with all these different streaks and uh, records and numbers that the Wizards are currently putting up. It has been terrific to see. I was a little disappointed because we haven't had an episode since then that the Wizards did not pick up Russell Westbrook because uh, I think he would have been a great addition. But with all this guard play, when something's going well, very rarely you should make a switch to try to stop it. So I do understand that move by the Wizards front office. It would have been fun to cover Westbrook playing for the first time here on Wiz Talk with Chase. Um, uh, public Wiz Talk with Chase. Private Wiz Talk with Chase. We covered him a lot. Uh, kind of the, the the Wiz Talk with Chase before Wiz Talk with Chase, if that makes sense. But yeah, it would have been good to have him here. But the Wizards have been playing amazing basketball. So maybe it was the right move to not bring him in. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what this team could do. They have a lot of home games to end the year, a really favorable schedule to end the season. And as the ninth seed, as long as they stay healthy, which has been a knock on wood, that's been a very big if this season, if they are able to stay healthy, they could really make a run here at the playoffs and uh, and make this basketball team one of the most fun to watch here in the second half of the season. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. And, of course, enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, I will see you guys next time. Peace.